What's up, future PTAs? If you're taking the NPT in April 2023 and you're starting to get a little bit scared, overwhelmed, being like, ah, it's coming up, don't worry, guys. We will have a last-minute review session on Sunday, March 26th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to be covering a ton of topics that are pretty much all but guaranteed to show up on the NPTE. So if you got nothing to do on that Sunday, come on in. There's also going to be a replay. Sign up in the link in the show notes down below. Get your ticket now. What's up, guys? So today's video, podcast, training, whatever, wherever you're watching this. It's going to be about why you're probably not passing the NPT. So I know a lot of you guys at this point probably watched a lot of the other videos I've had about like mindset, motivation, and you're like, okay, um, but like, what's going on? Like, what's really going on? So in this like training, I'm basically going to explain, okay, like this is probably one of the three reasons why you're not passing the NPT. And we're going to get into it. So the number one thing, and this is probably what other people have said, I'm not just going to say, oh, it's your study habits. I'm going to tell you why. It's your study habits. So the main problems I've seen with students is that they're either, um, first of all, just not even going in with a plan. Having a plan, even if it's just like a general outline of like, okay, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do this today. Like holding yourself accountable to like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to say I'm going to do it. And then I go do it. That's really what it comes down to when it comes to making a plan. It's less so like I'm going to marry this plan and I have to like follow it religiously. It's literally making promises to yourself and keeping those promises. So you have to have some sort of plan. You cannot just willy nilly go into this study. Like this is a massive ass book. You need to make sure that you're like approaching it with a plan. Break it up into smaller chunks, make it more manageable, less overwhelming, and you'll be able to chip away at it that's literally what it is you chip away at this until you have a pile of gravel like that's pretty much what it is um other study habits is the environment of your studying do not study in your bed it is not good do not study in your room like get out of there study either in like a neutral area so i'm down here in the basement this is where my office is i know when i come and i sit at this chair i'm doing either pta elevation stuff or i am doing uh my schoolwork. so i know like when i sit in this chair here it is time to get ish done when i go upstairs into my room that's where i watch tiktoks I do not do any of this relaxing, chilling down here up in my room. That's where I sleep. That's where I'm just chilling, you know, playing video games, whatever I'm doing. That is fun space. This is the time to work. You cannot mix those two together. Your brain will stress itself out and then you will start to spiral. Do not do that. Um, another thing is if you need to just go to a neutral space, like go to a library, something like that. Um, some people really like Starbucks. I get a little distracted when I go to a Starbucks or something like that, trying to study, but I mean like whatever works for you. I found out that, uh, John Green wrote the whole fault in our stars, like 80% of it in a Starbucks. So I mean, the best selling book, you can get some ish done in a Starbucks if that works for you. So, I mean, go find some space that's outside your house. So, you know, when you can like come home that that's your relaxation area or like when you go to your room, that's your relaxation time. Do not mix that. Um, another thing is that people will just study endlessly for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. I do not recommend that at all. Um, if you feel like you're the kind of person who needs to sit down, do a whole marathon of work, go for it, but make sure you break it up into manageable chunks. Like even like today, I was making a couple videos for you guys, making some content, editing some podcasts, whatnot. Like I took like five, 10 minute breaks every 30 minutes just to kind of refresh my mind. Um, I really am a big fan of the Pomodoro method. That's where you study or do work for 25 minutes, then rest for five. And that five minutes, you can like check your phone, everything, chill, whatever. Um, you like 
you're guaranteed like a five minute set of time to go do whatever you want. Like, so then when you're in that 25 minutes of study, you know, okay, I know I'll be able to check my phone once the timer goes off. It's okay. Um, putting your phone on do not disturb. Oh my gosh. Did you know there's like different settings for different do not disturb? You can have like, at least on an iPhone, you can have just general do not disturb where just everything's off. You can have that like certain people can call you if needed. Uh, you have like certain notifications can get through. So like maybe like, let's say you're in one of my prep courses, you want the notifications from the prep course to come through if anything's going on. So you know what's up. Maybe that's what it is. Um, that's pretty much what's going on. You can set your phone to do all of that fun stuff. It's cool. And if you're really just like, I don't understand what you're talking about, Brie, just turn off, just turn off the phone, get it out of there. And I mean, like, this is something that I struggle with too, but I think just knowing like you have a reward at the end of it, you'll be fine. You'll be good. So study habits is main, the one thing. So take a long, hard look at your study habits. And this is where you kind of have to be honest with yourself and be like, Am I checking my phone? Am I trying to study while I have basketball games on in the background? Am I trying to, you know, multitask? You can't multitask. You cannot multitask. You cannot be like studying your material while you have the football game on in the background or something like that. You, your brain literally cannot multitask. You ha- it's just you're switching attention from one thing to the next. You need to get in an area where you're one-on-one with the studying and that's your only sole purpose of studying. The next thing is your mindset. So this is big and super important. So maybe one of the things that you need to talk about is like, you know, having an honest look at yourself and be like, am I just like, you know, making excuses? Am I being a victim to my situation and everything? Am I constantly like waiting till the last minute? Am I only motivated by the fact that there's a deadline coming up? If that's kind of what's going on, then it's time to change your mindset. Even approaching this exam, some people are like, oh God, I'm so mad that I even have to take this test, blah, 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 blah. This is the one test that's actually testing you on everything that's going to be relevant to what you're doing. Have you ever been in on test and you're like, when the hell am I ever going to need this? You need all of this. All of this is stuff that you need. Now you might not like certain materials and whatnot, but like, this is what you wanted to do with your life. Like physical therapy is what you want to do with your life. This is going to be your career. All this information that you're learning, you're going to be exposed to constantly for the rest of your career. And this is a safety test that's going to make sure that you're prepared to be safe with every patient that you're treating. Because I know for a fact, none of you guys want to go out and hurt somebody for sure. So just understanding the importance of this test and realizing like, wow, I'm actually learning about things that are relevant. I'm looking at this page right now, scoliosis. I have like two patients right now in the clinic with it and one we just installed a heel lift on her makes sense leg length discrepancy like these are things that you're actually going to be seeing and exposed to I mean like there's students who have been in through my prep course and they come back and watch my videos again once they've you know gone through everything and like studied stuff because they're like oh yeah this is relevant let me go back and look up on it that's the thing it's be, like I think if you frame yourself in the mindset of like this is all relevant this is all important and this is things that I want to know like, don't you want to know this? Like, don't you want to know how to treat your patients? I think you do. Like, I really think you do. I think it's just the idea that you just hated standardized tests for so long. And that's okay to hate standardized tests. However, this is a different standardized test. This is the most relevant standardized test you're ever going to take. It's not like the freaking GRE. Let me tell you about the GRE. I'd rather take the boards every day for the rest of my life than ever take the GRE again. That thing was terrible because the boards is relevant to things I want to do. Like completely. Okay. Maybe once a week, not every day. That's too much, but still that's the premises of it. This exam material is very relevant. And I think if you shift your mindset around it, you're like, huh, I do actually want to know these things. Like I don't have to. And that's also a thing. You have the opportunity to sit for the exam. 
like this is a this is a like privilege this is not a right not everybody gets to this point that they're actually able to sit here and take this exam so I think reflecting back being thankful for where you're at right now being proud that you're even at this position to take this test I think just changing like framing the mindset of studying around a more positive empowering light is really going to help you approach the exam a lot better and make you want to actually study like how much do you want to study something where you're like oh yeah I want to know what's going on like this is pretty cool like my vestibular stuff I was like man, this is a lot. I'm not too sure what's going on, but I know i got a patient in the clinic. And I think if I look at this a little bit closer, I'll understand a little bit more of what's going on. And now I do. And now I feel better that I learned that. And that makes me want to learn about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing that I'm going to be learning about. So it's all relevant. You're going to see people with these things. So it's not just some stupid, it's not some stupid, like math test, like calculus or something like that. That's completely unrelated. I have my system do my billing math for me. I'm bad at math. Nobody come for me about math. It's bad. This is what I'm good at. Math, no. And practice tests. Oh my God, take the practice test. Again, practice tests are an opportunity to show you what you've learned, what you know, what you don't know. This is just an assessment of your progress. Do not be scared of practice tests. Yes, I know you want to do it as well as possible. And like, you know, if some people have test-taking anxiety, that's totally fine. But when you take your practice tests, take them in test-taking conditions, turn your phone off. I literally turn my phone off and I take my watch off every time I take a practice test. I'm still taking Pete's, guys. I still take Pete's to make sure I'm on top of these things, guys. And like every time I take a test, and you guys know, like I literally get paid like a lot to be able to do this. And like, I've done this for a while and I'm very confident with this and I've performed very well. Every practice test I take still kicks my ass. They're all hard. They're always going to be hard, but you're just going to get better at it. The more reps you get with the information, the more exposure you get, like they're always going to suck because you're sitting there taking a test answering questions. It's always going to suck. But remember, you're not going to die from taking a practice test. If you fail a practice test, like, oh, well, now you have a ton, like you have 200 questions you can study from 200 different topics to study from. Look at all this new material we can look at. And then you can see what you know and what you don't know. It's so much helpful. So like I recommend people take about five, six practice tests. Some people need more. Um, they say between five and nine, you don't have to take nine. You can be totally fine with five. Um, but I really don't suggest taking any less than four. Like four is like the bare absolute minimum because you need to make sure that you're getting to the point where you're feeling comfortable sitting for that amount of time, clicking buttons on a computer, like just freaking sitting down and taking a test. Like, I don't know what y'all, I hold on. I need to stand up. If y'all need to stand up after sitting for a while, just do that. Like, like just getting used to sitting and staring at a computer. Like that's like a lot like that, that, that throws y'all off. You have to get used to that test taking endurance. It's like, I tell people it's, you are an athlete training, but you're training your mind. You need to have those long runs. Like if you're going to do a marathon, you do long runs. I don't know, like 15 miles or something like that. You won't be catching me running either. That's another thing. Math and running. Uh, uh, not at all. But, um, it's like a, a marathon for your brain. You have to have those days where you have that progressive overload of sitting there for hours taking the test because that mental fatigue will get to you. You can feel like I've been, and that's also a thing. You have to make sure you're able to apply the information, guys. You can't just passively read. Like I can read over and over and over and over and over. I'm just looking at this spot in the book because I opened up the scoliosis. Like the different types of like the etiologies of scoliosis, all of this stuff. Like I can passively read that the whole time. But do I actually understand the information? I don't know. I can have a question come up and be like, which one of these people is least likely to develop scoliosis? And that'd be a list of like somebody with cerebral palsy, um, a young female, an older man, or it might even be like 
I don't know, somebody with a leg length discrepancy. Well, that older man's probably going to be the one that's least likely because it's more going to affect younger individuals and whatnot. So that's what it is. And if I just keep passively reading, passively reading, passively reading and never apply that, I can get to a question like that on the test and you're like, oh, crap. I didn't even think of that. You need to make sure you're prepared, guys. Make sure you're prepared and practice tests. You want to take them testing conditions. If you ever look up a question on a practice test, you completely wasted that practice test and cheated yourself. And if it's a PEAT exam, those tests are $50 each. So you don't want to be wasting those. And that's pretty much it, guys. Take your practice test. So let's recap. Study, habits, assess them, be real with yourself, be honest, and know what needs to change. I didn't do well on my last midterm that I took, and I it's because the notes that I took were crap and I needed to pay closer attention. So I switched that. I owned up to it, and I was like... Girl, you did not do good. You could have done better. And now I fixed the problem. So own up to it, accept it, fix the problem, move on, do better. Mindset, change your perspective, change the way you frame it. I mean, like even like, there's so many ways you can change the way you frame things. Like I saw this girl on TikTok yesterday and she was like, she was a hospice nurse and she went in for a child on hospice. And she was like, the kid was like, I don't want to play with my toys anymore. And she was like, my perspective shifted because she was like complaining about how her house was so messy and there were toys everywhere. And now she's happy to go home to a house with like, that's a mess with toys because she knows her kids play with it because they're not dying of cancer. I know it's kind of like a sad one, but like mindset shifts, shifting things into a positive light. This is like an exam you want to take. I mean, like nobody actually wants to take an exam, but this is an example of material that you actually want to know, thinking of it in that way. And then take your damn practice test, fam. I'm telling you, practice tests are the holy grail the peats are the holy grail oh my gosh if you're like should i buy your test free or buy the peats buy the peats oh my gosh like and like other third-party people tell me this too like like file frontier talk to them too they're like buy the peats peats is the number one most important test that you should be taking so take a practice test fam y'all will be good i hope this helped y'all go and crush it see y'all later have a great rest of your day and go go get it go get it Thank you for listening to this episode of the PTA Elevation Podcast. We look forward to continually serving you as you embark on your journey towards becoming a licensed physical therapist assistant. We thank you for your continued support and we'll see you in the next episode.